three words. Unexpected commercial success. <laughs> it's Gary Marshall, man. It is Gary Marshall. You're the penny to my Gary. Aw, that's sweet. Am I the Gary to your penny? Yes, yes, you are. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we're still waiting for normal body parts to arrive. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are talking about the 2001 coming-of-age American comedy, The Princess Diaries. Yes, Meg Cabot, you're weird. <laughs> I'm glad we're discussing it. Rated G for Genovia. <laughs> Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Guys, we want you all to come and join the summer watch party we've got going here. Folks, there's never been a better time to join the Patreon. Oh my god! Because the value's about to double. Are you kidding me, guys? John Adams dropped today on the Patreon! I'm so excited! Big excite. There's never been a better time to go give us $5, I almost said $5 of your time, <laughs> give us $5 a month for all of our long-form content, all of our television content. We're doing stuff outside the timeline. We've got outtakes, bonus episodes for you, maybe some listicles, maybe some reviews, I don't know. We've got a lot of interesting ideas coming to you at the Patreon. Become a little onion at the five today. You'll be so glad you did give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> there she is right there. That's me at Thermopolis. Glamour. Romance. Fame. Mia Thermopolis had it all. But only in her dreams. As always, this is as good as it's gonna get. Her real life was completely ordinary. You're way tense. Oh! But now, something's about to happen. Your grandmother called. This is the first time she's ever contacted us What you want. That will change everything. I am queen of Genovia. Whoa, whoa. And you are princess. Shut up. Just in case, I'm not enough of a freak already. <laughs> What's that, a tiara? I can teach you to walk, talk, sit, stand like a princess. <laughs> Let the work begin. We don't schlump like this. It's a question of taste. Princesses never cross their legs in public. One ankle behind the other. A matter of grace. Oh, oh. What kind of dancing do you do? Where is the beautiful girl? My granddaughter, Amelia. <gasps> and a chance Attack. to make all her dreams come true. Hey. Only Paula. And take this and give you much better. Walt Disney Pictures presents Anne Hathaway and Academy Award winner Julie Andrews. Do you think she can do it? I have no doubt. Princess Diaries. I would like to propose a toast. 
guys, Gary Marshall's back, and I'm so I'm so excited because th- this is just one of my more my more better films is what I almost just said. This is just I, I love this movie. I know I really do. Y- you know what? This movie it probably made me queer. You think so? I, there are parts of it I think that really made me queer because I used to watch this over and over and over again. Really? And I, because I mean, it was I think just one of those things that I liked because I knew you liked it. Aww. You didn't like it as much as I did, but like. <laughs> It was just the dynamic of Anne Hathaway, who was new and pretty, and I liked her. And then there's fucking Mary Poppins. I know. You know, so I'm like, oh, my God. Grandma Mary Poppins, hi. (laughs) You know what I am sad about? What? This dropped, like, right before 9-11. Oh, man. I know. They had, like, like 10 days of Princess Diaries, and then... And then all that press coverage went away. I know. Gosh. It made $129 million, so... It was a bright light in a dark time. (laughs) Like we said, unexpected commercial success. Oh, my God. I want the... I want... I want the trilogy. You want the trilogy? We've got Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement, but I feel like we need a Princess Diaries 3. (laughs) Because both Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway say their game. So, like, let's see what's up. Like, what's going on in Mia's rule? Whitney Houston is a Uh co-producer. I just want to slide that in there. (laughs) Whitney! Whitney, we love you! We do! Oh, my God. Rest in peace. The Princess Diaries is based on a book series by Meg Cabot. Uh, Hi, Meg Cabot. You're from Indiana. Yeah, she is! I think you live here. (laughs) In Indianapolis? Uh, Maybe. I think she lives in Carmel? I don't know. It's possible. (laughs) None of our business. I could check, but we really don't have time. We're pulling a late-nighter tonight, guys. Yeah. We got so behind with the data, now we gotta get caught up. It's 10.40 p.m. (laughs) Let's be at my desk at 8. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. But yes, Meg Cabot, there's like a thousand different Princess Diaries books, I think. It's not quite that many, but I take your point. She does this weird thing where she splits the books up into weird parts. Yeah. Like, it's like Princess Diaries 3, part one, Princess Diaries 3 and a half, part one, or so. I don't know. <laughs> so, folks, you might have guessed it, but we have names. Oh, and do we ever. Guys, playing our princess today, Mia Thermopolis, we have... The one, the only, Anne Hathaway. Hi, Anne. Welcome back to the show. We love you. She's been with us before, right? Yeah, she was with us when we covered The Devil Wears Prada. Of course. I think The Devil Wears Prada is the only thing. Yeah, like that was forever ago, too. And I'm surprised we made it to that before we made it to this. I know. You know what I mean? This is classic, though. It is. It really is. Um, Guys, the one, the only, the incomparable. Dame Julie Andrews as oh. Queen Clarice Rinaldi. Guys, of course, you know her as Mary Poppins. You know her as Maria Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Guys, she's old Broadway. She is one of the oldest living actresses. She originated the Cinderella role in Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, which she we sure covered did. the adaptation of here on Kicking and Streaming. Go check that episode out. <laughs> it's a good one. Please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Hector Elizondo. Guys, he was in Valentine's Day. Oh, that movie. I know. Where he plays Grandpa in Park? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Grandpa in Park. (laughs) Mr. Shirley MacLaine. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And, guys, he is playing Joe today. He was (laughs) Phil Waters on Chicago Hope. Yes, he was. Uh, Last Man Standing, hate that. Um, (laughs) Runaway Bride, of course, Valentine's Day. Ooh, American Gigolo. Oh, God. I mean, his best performance has got to be in Beverly Hills Cop 3. (laughs) You're being sarcastic. Uh, A little bit. But, Hector, we love you. We love Joe. 
We have Heather Matarazzo here with us today, and guys, <laughs> she is Lily Moskovitz, best friend to Princess Mia, and um, um, one of the most quotable characters in this movie. I love her so much. She is a lesbian. Yes, she is. I love her very much. Uh, I think she she was in Scream 3. How about that? Yeah, she was also in the Hostel sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gruesome. She's also, oh my God, she's somebody's girlfriend on Roseanne. She is she DJ's girlfriend on Roseanne because I think she is. Why wasn't she Darlene's girlfriend? I mean, that's the real question. Seriously, guys, we have also with us. We've got <laughs> Robert Schwartzman. You guys know um, <laughs> what's his name? Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, that that pipsqueak in things. <laughs> this is his older brother, I think. Ross McMichael. Again, don't want to get into his other credits because we don't have time. Robert Schwartzman, you're cute in this movie. We like Michael. He's sweet, but he's simple. We've uh, got <laughs> Mandy Moore. Oh, my God. As Lana. Oh, the early odds diva Mandy Moore. She's she's making it big in something, right? This is us, right? Yeah, she's the mom in This Is Us. Yeah. And, uh, that came out of left field. And, like, I mean, we know her from things like Tangled. Why am I wasting time on her when I didn't waste time on the others? <laughs> I say wasting because her character sucks. I love you, Mandy Moore. You're great. <laughs> Lana, Anna, Anna Fontana. Anna. Ooh, Dr. Doolittle 2. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. We've got Caroline Goodall rejoining us on Kicking and Streaming. She was with us before when we covered Hook. I know. She, she was Moira. She's playing Helen Thermopolis in this, Princess Mia's mother. I love Helen. I do. <laughs> she has questionable judgment, but I love Helen. Returning to us also is Eric Von Detten. Um... <laughs> He was with us when we covered uh, Toy Story. He is the voice of the evil child next door, Sid. God, I cannot believe that's a thing. Not hot Sid. No. He's playing Josh Bryant. Um, He's a fuck. <laughs> Josh Bryant's a fuck. Yeah. We have Patrick Pfluger as Jeremiah Hart. Listen, <laughs> Jeremiah, my heart. Oh, God. That's all I'm saying. Me, oh, Maya. <laughs> oh, Maya and me. Uh, I hate it. I hate us. We've got Sean O'Brien as Patrick O'Connell, uh, Mia's English teacher, who just, like, begins to date her mom. Oh, you know? I hate it. And we have Sandra O oh as Geraldine Gupta, a vice principal at Mia's high school. Who just walks away with this movie in some parts. She just steals it out from under everybody. A couple things I'll mention. We've got Willie Brown, like the mayor of San Francisco, <laughs> Willie Brown. I wonder how much that costs. Kathleen Marshall, who is Gary Marshall's daughter, plays Charlotte, who is Queen Clarice's personal assistant. Yes. Private secretary to her majesty. Um, she's from, excuse you, Ross, she's an attache. You're, you're right. She's from the Genovian attache corps. Uh-huh, yes. I hate the way she says attache. <laughs> Attaché. <laughs> Returning with us also is Renee Aubergenois. Genois. <laughs> Hi. You were with us when we did Cats Don't Dance because you were Templeton. I and love that. You were also, well, he was the singing voice of Templeton. Yes. Don Knotts played Templeton. Yes. I'm so sorry. But we he was also with us uh, as the, uh, oh, he was the reverend in The Patriot. Yes. When we covered that. No, Rene Aubergenois. Uh, Aubergenois. Uh-huh. Rene Aubergenois. <laughs> he voices Mia's dad. Yes. Yes. We have Larry Miller, who is Paolo Putinesca. <laughs> He will also be with us next week, so be on the lookout for that. I know, you forgot the look on your face. You'll see why we're happy about that in a minute. Also, you know how we thought Katie Couric was the gym teacher? Is she not? No, it's not her at all. It looks exactly <laughs> like her, though. Who is her? Mindy 
Bourbano oh, okay. plays she, Anita. She looks exactly Co- like Katie Couric. Coach Harbula. <laughs> I also like Joel McCrary. He's Prime Minister Motez. He, yes. he, he is crucial in the uh, <laughs> Princess Diaries lore. He's the Ross McMichael character. You need to shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You ready to get crowned? Okay. <laughs> oh my God. You're fired. Starting out July right with a firing. Oh my God. Get to it. So, guys, we begin in San Francisco. San Francisco, open your gold. And get- no. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I just knew you were going to do that. With Judy last month. No. Yeah. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that, so I thought I'd give you a pause. <laughs> And we meet Mia Thermopolis, who lives with her mother, Helen, and her cat, Fat Louie, (laughs) in a refurbished firehouse, which is just amazing. I love the name Amelia. Amelia? I do. Amelia Thermopolis. I don't really know how you get Mia from Amelia, but like... (laughs) It's like running it together. Diminutives are weird. Are you feeling confident? Not really. Okay, now just remember, when you make your speech, don't look at the people. Pick a spot on the back wall. Don't take your eyes off of it and speak loudly. Thanks, Mom. Mia's mother's an artist, very bohemian, easygoing, supportive. Like, they have each other, right? Exactly. They're each other's biggest support network. I love Helen. Yeah, Helen's pretty neat. She... I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I mean, a little bit. She doesn't act like that, though. No. She's just authentically herself without making it weird for her child. She's really more Lorelai Gilmore. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. It's Lorelai Gilmore. I should fire energy. you just for bringing up the Gilmore girls. <laughs> You'll work it in. Mia is a... <laughs> You're working in somehow. I'm sorry. I do that too. <laughs> you sure do. Mia is a very nervous, shy, gawky teenager with glasses and this beautiful mane of frizzy brown hair. What have they done to Anne Hathaway? She's basically got a bump it in that's got extra <laughs> hair on it. And so it gives her that real poofy Hermione Granger appearance. She does look like all the bad things happened to her. <laughs> And I, I love Mia. Mia's big me energy. Big you energy as well. Kind of, yeah. Like how we were when we were that age. And we see her starting her day going to school on her scooter. <laughs> Mia attends private high school. Mm-hmm. Grove High School. Yeah. They have to wear the fancy blue uniforms and everything. Grove High School seems like the place that you don't want to be. Yeah, for real. And, like, one of Mia's regular issues in school is her social life. She has, like, two friends. She has one best friend named Lily, who's kind of an AV geek with a huge mouth, uh-huh. god lover. And then her older brother, Michael. She's also friends with him. The Moscovitzes. Yeah, the Moscovitzes. <laughs> Otherwise, people don't really notice Mia. <laughs> Not at all. Hence why another one of her major problems is people sit on her all the time. Oops. Oops. I'm sorry, I didn't see you. Um, I was thinking. Somebody sat on me again. Really? Yeah. And Lily slams that locker. Boom. Somebody sat on me again. <laughs> no, do you remember? <laughs> Which is just a perfect first line for her. <laughs> do you remember the Toy Story episode where we went on like a three minute tangent? We, d- we did, didn't we? Laughing at that. <laughs> the way, it's just the way Lily goes, really? <laughs> like she can't believe it herself. I like, know. wow. 
And like they see from across the courtyard, Josh Bryant. Mm, pretty boy, Josh Bryant. Uh-huh. He's good at everything. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Including tongue kissing Mandy Moore's character, <sighs> Lana. Yeah. Oh, I hate her so much. They're kissing in the middle of the courtyard. And like, here's the thing. Me- Lily is definitely too cool for all that kind of crap. She's trying to tell Mia something, but Mia is not here. Mia is looking at Josh and wishing it was her. She's like covering Mandy Moore with her thumb. (laughs) (laughs) And putting her kisses kisses on a summer's day. day. Gary Marshall's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Soft kisses on a summer's day Laughing all our cares away her little lap. I know. <laughs> now we are in debate class, and Mia is nervous because she has to give the pro position for maintaining school uniforms. Oh, I know. Or Mia. Isn't that just, I hate that. And Josh is in the, you know, opposition. Like, Of course uh, he is. And like, guys, I hurt for her so bad. I know. She does <laughs> When she leans over to Lily, what's my point again? (laughs) She's blank. (laughs) She's completely dead behind the eyes. She does not want to do this. We like our uniforms. They're They're equalizers, equalizers. (laughs) which I think is horseshit at a private school. But anyway, (laughs) and Mia gets up in front of the class and she is unable to complete a full sentence before she is running out of the room on the verge of vomiting. See, casual... Casual. Are you okay? She's gonna barf. Look out, she's gonna hurl. Cover the tuba. Oh my god, she's gonna hurl. Cover Cover the tuba. tuba. Who the fuck are these bitches? (laughs) They think that was funny? I know. We're laughing. We are. Her solemnly <laughs> rolling down a hill on that scooter to her <laughs> afternoon job. Yeah, she has an after-school job at a rock climbing gym. Which is kind of badass. I would love to have that job. Rocks would, around the clock. They would never allow a minor to have that job in the now. No, I know. <laughs> She's working at the desk, and Helen, her mother, comes in to see her at work. They're going to like go rock climbing on her break. Uh-huh. And like Helen is like, mm, you threw up, huh? <laughs> And you ran away. She knew it was going to happen. And, like, here's the other thing. Helen has a big piece of news. Oh, your grandmother called. What? The live one. Who lives in Genovia, Clarice. Oh. Wow. Well, this is the first time she's ever contacted us. What'd she want? She's in town. She wants to have tea. Tea? She came all the way from Europe to have tea. Mia is skeptical. She's like, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> like, this, seriously, I don't understand why I'm going to be forced to go meet this snobby lady who ignores us. That's the thing. She's never met this woman. Yeah, this is her father's mother. I guess we didn't really explain what happened to her dad, did yeah, we? Philippe is her father. Uh, she, He and Helen had a relationship very briefly, you in, know, in probably college. about 15 years ago. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, the thing is, uh, there's a big secret. <laughs> There's a big secret, and it's gonna come out. Don't worry. Is but it a like, secret? Is it a secret? Uh, the the relationship between Philippe and Helen just was not gonna work out, and subsequently, her father was not a huge part of her life. Yeah, and like, here's the thing: he was he contacted her. He pays for her tuition, which that explains everything. Because Helen's an artist. The relationship is much more explained in the book, isn't it? Yeah. Well, in the book, he isn't dead. Oh yeah, because he's dead in the movie. Sorry, that was the whole point. <laughs> 
That was the whole point of what it was getting. Sorry, guys. No, yeah, no. He sent her cards and things on her birthday every year, but they never met. And, like, it's been, like, what? How many months? Like, two months since he passed. Yeah, so it's kind of fresh. Yeah. So the next day, Mia goes to the Genovian Consulate. <laughs> where she's been told to meet her grandmother. In San Francisco? Yeah, the Genovian... Kind of far to make some people from Western Europe travel. Like, Genovia's obviously a fake country. It's supposed to be somewhere between Spain and France in that vague area on the map. Actually, in the book, Genovia is in between Italy and France. Oh, well. Yeah, I just want to make sure you get your geography right. Okay. You know what they're best known for? What is that? The pear market. <laughs> the Genovians. Yes, the Genovia... Because Genovia is a micronation, uh, probably about the size. It's based off Monaco. I was going to say, isn't it about like Monaco? It's based off those principalities like Monaco and Liechtenstein and San Marino. Where all the streets are really narrow and everybody rides mopeds. <laughs> and everyone gets along. <laughs> or, or international bankers are hiding their money, you know. And this is a serious thing. Like, she has to go through this gate. She has to be buzzed in through this gate. She's walking across the front lawn to get to this consulate. In three different languages? It goes longer the longer you stand on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's gonna, until it gets your nationality <laughs> to get you to realize that you'll get off. And so, like, she's let in by a butler. There's a security guard at the door. It's a very swanky establishment. And who's the first person we meet, Roz? Hello, Amelia. I'm Charlotte from the Genovian Attaché Corps. Hi. It's nice to meet you. Um, where am I? The Genovian Consulate. You've got pears in your, your flowers. Genovian pears. We're famous for them. Oh. Hate the way she says attaché. What's wrong with that? I love Charlotte. Whatever. <laughs> this is Gary Marshall's kid. Yes. I love it. What is your theory about Charlotte Ross? I think Charlotte is very much in love with the Queen of Genovia. <laughs> I do. Which, hey, it, she wouldn't be the only one. I know she knows it can never happen, but like, oh, it's why she stays by her side. The fan fiction potential. <laughs> and then finally, we get to meet Claire Reese Rinaldi herself. Oh my God, Julie Andrews, stunning. I know. I always remember being feeling very pleased. This is very weird, and I'm very <laughs> sorry. I always remember being very pleased by the color of her eyes, which are almost purple. Yeah. And then the color of her hair. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. They're both always very, very pleasing to me. It's and very regal. And yeah, she's very regal. Her teeth are whiter than white can allow. <laughs> like you have to have sunglasses. And the fit. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Amelia, I'm so glad you could come. Hi, you've got a great place. Thank you. This first meeting is going really awkwardly because- I mean, they don't know each other. Yeah. This is her paternal grandmother, one generation removed, and they don't really know each other. And like, all of a sudden we're having tea in the garden. Like, where are we even? I just, I love, she has no etiquette whatsoever. Did the tapping really loud with the spoon. <laughs> And everyone is like, this is a queen. Yeah. Right? And everyone is just appalled. L she like, doesn't know. Literally leg gasp. <laughs> so let's get to it, Ross. Let let's just get to it. It comes out that Mia's father was, in fact, the crown prince of Genovia. No. 
No, because if he's really a prince, then I'm... Exactly. You're not just Amelia Thermopolis. You are Amelia Mignonette Thermopolis Rinaldi, Princess of Genovia. Me? A... a princess? Shut up! Wasn't that just classic? It was! It was what everyone always quoted from that movie ever. I like... love the, the, the waiter has to explain to her why she's not telling her to be quiet. It means, oh wow, gee whiz. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the fact that Helen let her walk into this conversation without telling her that is unforgivable. It is unforgivable. She should have been braced for this. How? What other thing could they be talking about, Helen? Mia gets so flustered that she throws herself down on the table. <laughs> whoa, whoa, just rewind and freeze. I'm no princess. I am still waiting for normal body parts to arrive. I refuse to move to and rule a country. And do you want another reason? I don't want to be a princess. Oh, Amelia, 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 come back here. She excuses herself. She's like, no, 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 I'm having no part of this. Do you want to know another reason? I don't want to be a princess. Like, literally, remember that age, guys, when you just, you would rather die than be perceived? Exactly. No, (laughs) please, God, don't look at me. I would rather fall in a hole. If you could just not notice me, that would be amazing. Back at home, Helen is getting ripped a new one for lying to Mia her whole life. Oh my god, like, how could she? Well, like, the explanation for all of this is that, obviously, like you said, Helen and Philippe were never meant for each other. They had Mia, they got married very young, and Helen decided she didn't want to walk one step behind someone else for the rest of her life. She's 16. Yeah, Mia's 16. With an expectation to be the next ruler of this country 4,000 miles away. Yeah, like, this is a lot to take in. And Helen is, Helen, I'm not, uh, I think Helen's making excuses. I understand, but like, I just, just the way she's like, no, the way she's just kind of like, chill out. We were going to tell you when you were 18. (laughs) Because like, you know, obviously Philippe and Helen, their relationship was very short lived. I am inclined to believe that there (laughs) was a time where the two of them were dating where she did not know who she, who he really was. I know. I know. When do you say that? On the first date? (laughs) It's not like it's a known monarchy, you yeah, know what no, I mean? Yeah, no, I know. It was like, I am the crown prince of Genovia. And she's like, oh, what state is that? Yeah. <laughs> no. Also, why is Philippe going to college in America? I'll tell you why. To get the fuck away from mommy. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Clarice comes to the firehouse to talk to Helen about the seriousness of the situation. Because it's not just like... Okay, well, your father's deceased. Now you have to be princess just for fun. Like, we're going to need to replace him. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to start being trained for this, considering that you haven't had any training your entire life. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) it's so funny because they're sitting at the table, the kitchen table, Helen and Clarice talking about it, and Mia slides down the fire pole, and she sees them sitting there. Oh, this is a nightmare. I'm going back to bed. Mia, the the three of us have to talk. Yesterday did not go well. Will you just listen to your grandmother? Amelia, in a matter of weeks, we have an annual ball. I was, well, I am hoping 
that I may present you to the press and the public on that occasion. However, you desperately need some instruction. Clarice wants to give Mia princess training so she can take the throne, and Mia wants no part of it. Helen offers a compromise where Mia doesn't have to decide right away whether she wants, wants to, to be royal. Yeah, whether she wants to be royal or not. And she has until this upcoming grand ball. It's an Independence Day ball. It is Genovia's Independence Day ball. She has until then. Which, why are we having it in America? Because but Mia's there. Fine. <laughs> Not Clarice. Not Clarice setting up a stunt. I know. A publicity stunt. She has until that ball to decide whether or not she wants to be a princess. And she's going to take lessons in the meantime. We go outside and we see that there's a limo here to take Mia to school. And Ross, who is driving Mia's limo? Joe. Head of security, Joe. I love Joe. I don't know Joe's last name. I can't remember it now I, either. I don't think he has one. He did. He's just, just Joe. Just Joe. Joseph, can we 86 the flags, please? No. The flags allow me to park anywhere. We keep the flags. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph. You can call me Joe. Joey? <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe. He kind of looks like he could be out of the Matrix. Yeah, no, yeah, he's got a very... Or Men in Black. Or Men in Black, like, like with the long black trench coat. He's very covert. And the sunglasses. He's a Genovian intelligence agent, formerly, so, like, I mean, hey. And he's more than just that. Stop. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. Oh, my God. I know, I know. Uh... Mia takes the limo to pick Lily up because there's no way we're not showing Lily the limo. No, of course not. And right off the bat, we're lying to our best friend because we're not allowed to tell people we're a princess. Seriously? Are we going to a wedding? <laughs> ah, no, this is the uh, surprise ride. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that Mia didn't think up a lie in advance. She has to come up with it on the spot. She's like, oh, well, you know, my grandma's been ignoring me my whole life. And she's so. trying to make me like her, so hence the limo. <laughs> I mean, hey, it would work on me. Probably. <laughs> Probably, Probably, he says. Okay, I'm, no, I'm not <laughs> skipping it. No, I'm on. not skipping it at all. And if you edit this out, I swear to God, <laughs> the way Carrie Ann is written in all capital, like, because we both believed it. Can we talk about Katie Couric being the gym teacher? She's not the gym teacher. Coach Hasbula. <laughs> no, guys, she looks exactly like Katie Couric. Exactly. You cannot blame us. I thought that was a fun cameo. <laughs> this is where Mia, after school, goes to see Lily's brother, Michael, at the mechanic shop, right? Uh-huh. I get this. Who's is... letting minors work in the mechanic shop? Well, uh, Doc, apparently. Okay, Doc, we need to talk about your labor standards. Yeah, it's Doc's auto shop. He, in exchange for his labor... Let's Michael and his band practice in the middle of the auto shop, which nice. is just, it's so San Francisco I could bark. I feel like that would be annoying. I know. But, like, Mia is having Doc work on this vintage Mustang that her mother got for her, right? Mm -hmm. But it needs parts and it needs work, and it's going to cost $400 to fix the way she leans on that horn. So, so what's the diagnosis for my baby? Hmm? $400. Yeah, I know. It cost to be cool, huh? This is not my day. I'll do some labor free. Thanks, but I'll talk to my grandma about it. It'll be great. Anyway, I'll see you guys later, okay? I gotta be somewhere. Oh, oh when Michael's like, I'll do some labor free to help you out with it. Oh, Michael. Okay, Michael. Do we like Mia's more than a friend? I think we must. 
I mean, they'd make a cute couple. They, they really would. And they're just nerdy enough for each other. Yeah. He is a little older than her, though. I think he's almost 18. Whatever. Whatever? I mean, yeah, you're right. Not whatever, but... <laughs> It's, it's a not, movie. It's not that deep. Yeah. Rated G. Yeah. And so... Princess lessons are set to begin at the Genovian Consulate. Oh my god. Okay, guys. These princess lessons just begin with a complete head-to-toe read of Mia. Amelia, does your bad posture affect your hearing? Turn. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Slowly turn. Slowly. Thank you. Well, carriage, obviously. Hairstyle. Complexion, mm. stop. Eyes, lovely. But hidden beneath Bushman eyebrows. Jeez, Clarice. Yeah, she's a little judgy. <laughs> and guys, but just, you know what I do love? You know what the star of this scene is? Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. That big portrait of Clarice as a young woman yes. over the mantle. <laughs> Sorry, just saying. Just looking down over them, judging them. Exactly. Listen, my favorite part of Princess Lessons is teaching her how to walk. Oh my god! When It's just that frame shot on the hallway, and they're walking back and forth across it. When walking in a crowd, one is under scrutiny all the time. So we don't schlump like this. <laughs> she just, like, box walks by. <laughs> so we don't Schlump like this. She's just making fun of her at this point. She's just floating behind her. Mia is not taking this very seriously. I love Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway's chemistry. Oh, isn't it great? It is amazing. Isn't it impeccable? And Anne Hathaway always talks about it. It's like, listen, you're expecting Mary Poppins. You're expecting Maria Von Trapp. It's Julie Andrews. Yeah. And she gets along with you just like anyone else. She's not a mythical figure. (laughs) You know, she is in my universe. She doesn't open. She's like the Galadriel of my universe. She doesn't open up her dressing room door and start singing. You know, like, (laughs) guys, I swear it wasn't an MGM musical all the time. I'm just glad that Julie Andrews. Why wouldn't she? But I'm glad that Julie Andrews treated her very kindly. She knew she was new to the business. This was her breakout role. It kind of reminds me of the energy between Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. I love that. On the second day of princess lessons, <laughs> we are learning table etiquette. And I love it because <laughs> Clarice, Clarice has tied her to the back of her chair so she'll sit up straight yeah. with an Hermes scarf. Like like fucking Lady Diana having to be told <laughs> having to have her arms tied in front of her so that she can talk without gesturing. Grandma? Is it customary in Genovia to imprison your dinner guests with um, with Hermes scarves? It's Hermes. The scarf is merely a training tool. Eventually, you will learn to sit and eat properly without it. <laughs> it's the Hermes scarves for me. I know. And, and that, that also just makes me think of her going to Hermes for Miranda and the Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Oh, my God. Is that the Hermes? It is. <laughs> We're also learning some dances today. Oh, yeah, because... We've got a ball coming up. It's Joe who's showing her how to dance, who's showing Mia how to dance. All right, here we go. Spin out. Spin out. And spin into me. Spin into... <gasps> okay. I, no, 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 Try no, again. No. Try again. No, one more spin. Very quickly. No. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. I can't do it. She hurt Joe. <laughs> when she knocks the wind out of him, and he's just like, I'm fine. <laughs> He's so 
sweet about it, though. Like, he has her do the spin again, and she spins in, and it's perfect. And she goes, I did it? Grandma, I spun without hurting anyone. (laughs) That's very good news. The way she gets (laughs) so excited. Like, that's like the first thing that's gone right since she started doing this. Yeah. Oh, man. And she's learning how to do all of this in heels. Spin in. Good. I did it? Yes. Grandma, I spun without hurting anyone. That's very good news. Spin, spin, spin. Yes, done. Better. It's coming along. Now you may go home. Thank you. See you tomorrow. And here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Clarice goes over to the boombox or whatever it is to turn it off, and she like switches it off. And then like a five, six, seven, eight, Joe's at her side. And he pushes her finger back down on the button. And the music starts again. And then the way she just looks at him. Oh, there's so much in that eye contact. You've been wearing black too long. Queen! Here's the thing, man. I think they've been in love a while. Yeah, a long time. I think they've been in love a while. I think she was in love with him when she was married. Oh, really? I think she might have been. Oh, my God! I know. It's very Dowager Countess vibes. Yes! (laughs) No! Not Downton Abbey. (laughs) I'm sorry. And the way they're just swooshing across the dance floor. Oh, my God. This is a passion. I know. This is a relationship of passion. And the way Charlotte comes up to, like, announce something, but then sees what's happening and just slowly backs out of the room. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sorry, Charlotte. I'm sorry you had to see that. Oh, stop it. Uh, She's like, oh. Why isn't she dancing with me? Oh, my God. (laughs) The third day of princess lessons is makeover day. We are going to utilize Italian esthetician Paolo Putinesco. Which is a dish. It is. It's like cold pasta or something. (laughs) Something like that. Is this a little um, prejudice against the uh, Italian community? I don't know. I feel like he's just vaguely European. Because it's not an Italian accent either. Like, I don't know any Italian women named Lorena Lasagna. Like... (laughs) This is Larry Miller. Yes. <laughs> Guys, this scene's iconic. This is this is one of the parts you watched over and over again, right? Of course, of course. Watching this weirdo transform this teenager into something off a Teen Vogue cover. He's got two assistants. What are their names? Gretchen, Helga, attack! <laughs> Gretchen and Helga, yes. They're so hot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when he's trying to brush her hair and the brush handle breaks off, Oh my god. I know. The frizz. It's so thick. And then he retaliates by breaking her glasses. Oh, she's so shocked. (laughs) Do you wear contact lenses? Well, I have them, but I don't really like to wear them that much. Now, you do. You broke my glasses. You broke my brush. Gretchen, Helga, attack! I love your eyebrows. We'll call them Frida and Carlo. If Brooke Shields married Groucho Marx, that child would have your eyebrows. You know that that's Gary. You know that's Gary. Yes, it is, definitely. It's Gary and Larry again together, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, when, I love when they, like, have got her all spot up. Yeah. And he's, she, he's, she's trying to keep the cucumbers on her eyes. And he's just eating them out of the package. <laughs> the cucumber does nothing. <laughs> this is something we make up. 
<laughs> and like you see it in the trailer, at the end of the montage, we get, you know, this dramatic reveal, right? It might as well be Extreme Home Makeover. Move that bus. Move those pictures. Majesty, Paolo is exhausted because Majesty, only Paolo can take this and this and give you a princess. And then they part those two photographs, and it is actually very stunning. Yeah, it's really weird. She looks so much older. I know, I know. Uh, which makes me a little uncomfortable. Like she's, she's so pretty. She is so pretty. She's nineteen. Like she. <laughs> so Anne Hathaway is. Yeah. Like for the record, she was fine before, but she definitely looks more Kate Middleton than Hermione Granger oh, now. It, it's so Middleton. It is very Middleton. When the limo shows up the next morning to Lily and Michael's to pick them up. Oh, and she opens the door and Michael is speechless. Oh, he's staring at her and the music's real pretty. He's shaking. Which brings me to Lily's incredibly cruel reaction. Yeah. Oh, this is bad. I hate this. Michael, don't always think you can get a rod with us. And... Oi, who destroyed you? Oh, um... You, you, you think it, it looks that bad? You look ridiculous. You should sue. Well, um, <laughs> I know that it's, it's a little you know, straighter and shorter. Weirder? Lily, you're mad because you don't look like that right now, okay? <laughs> Just because your hair sucks, get off mine. Yeah. No, yeah, Lily's not a very good friend through... A lot of this movie. Because she's very much like, why are we not about me? Like earlier when Mia was just trying to talk about her dead father. Yeah. And Lily was like, aren't you over that yet? It's been it's, like two months. It's been like 60 days. Get over it. What in the wide world? Uh, and like the way she's just so full of criticism of Mia and accusing her of selling out. And she, Mia is just back there silently crying. Yes. Just taking it. Lily is very much the little rebel. To, to the establishment, isn't she? And, like, now Mia's starting to look like the popular kid. Yeah. So she's being mouthy about it. As they're walking up to school, Mia is pretty much forced to tell Lily that she is a princess. Because, you know, Lily's just going to forget her name if she doesn't, right? Like, lose my number, I don't want to talk to you kind of stuff. You know what? This is your friendship charm. <laughs> I'm taking it off and it's going in the dirt. Okay, listen, you were not a young teenage girl at one time. I was not. You have no idea how serious that shit is. <laughs> serious business. Don't do that, okay? Just, uh, all right, just wait. Why? I will tell you the truth, but you're going to think it's really stupid and you're going to freak. Try me. And Lily's reaction. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Is that all you can say? I'm sorry uh, I was harsh, and I, I don't know what else there is to say. Will you come on my cable show? The first thing she does is ask her to come on her cable show. <laughs> like, she got there so fast. Yeah. And, like, admittedly, she is a better friend after this. Yes. There will be some more highs and lows, but, like, I just, I can't believe how fast she got to, will you come on my cable show? Yeah. Like, because now Mia being a princess is officially the most interesting thing about her. Like, I, I know, I, I know. I was a teenager once. I empathize. Guys, guess what? Someone ratted. 
Oh my god, not this. Disaster strikes. Mia goes to school the next day, and the entire press corps of San Francisco (laughs) is on the front steps of her high school. The whole of the San Fran media is there. The media is painted really obnoxiously in this narrative. I kind of like it. It's hilarious. The one of the newscasters is interviewing Lana of Lana, Anna, and Fontana. She literally looks right at Mia and goes, "There she is, right there. That's Mia Thermopolis. We're waiting for you, right here, Princess. Lily? Talk to me. Lily, did you tell? I didn't say anything, to Mia. Princess Mia. Princess. Who's your favorite actor? Why are they calling her Princess? Mia. Princess Mia. What do you do about pimples? <laughs> We're in trouble now. Oh man. We are in the office of one Vice Principal Gupta. The phone is ringing off the hook. (laughs) Guys, I love this scene so much. Sandra Oh just walks away with this scene. (laughs) Every scene she's in, she walks away with. She outshines Julie Andrews. (laughs) No, like literally, she's (laughs) she's so serious. She when she picks up that phone. Gupta. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Queen is coming to Grove High School. <laughs> She's so dramatic. I know. This is a queen. Yeah. Coming to your high school. Yeah. What the fuck? She rolls up to the high school, fights the crowd. Like, I don't understand. Like a celebrity. Yeah, like a celebrity. Like, can you imagine the Queen of England trying to elbow her way through a crowd like that? They would never allow that to happen. Yeah, I know. And we know why? Because she's the queen of a micro state. <laughs> she might as well be Meryl Streep. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I love that Gupta's letting Clarice sit at her desk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the way <laughs> Gupta is just shaken. Literally, she's trying to hand her a cup of tea, and it's rattling. Here's your tea, your majesty. I'm sorry we don't have finer china. And Clarice is like, oh, it's quite all right. And then she just shoves that paper cup in Helen's hand. Here. (laughs) Gupta. And guys, like I said, Clarice has got this figured out already. It was Paolo. <laughs> when Paolo is waiting outside the office oh to come God. admit to the queen that it was him that told the press. And the way he's pontificating about why he did it. But not for money, Principessa. Paolo hates money. He spits on money. There was no money. Well, there was some money after all. A man like me, each ring is... The point is, that it was pride and ego who had drove me to know that royalty would see one day... The beauty was mine, the hair was mine, that I, Paolo Putonesca, was responsible for... What the hell is he even talking about? I do not know, but I also love the way that Helen literally just takes her by the shoulders and goes, Listen, you don't have to do any of this. You can leave all of this behind you right now. Yeah, because now it's out. It's out in the open now. And, like, Clarice makes good. She's like, your mother's right. We had an agreement. We're not going to go back on it now. But the thing is that now that the secret's out, she's kind of got to make a decision pretty quickly about whether or not she wants to be a princess. One more Gupta moment. Okay. Where she comes up, before she's shown out of the room, before all that happens, like, she literally goes, what is it like, Genovia, your majesty? Do they just fawn over you? And it's like getting in her personal space. God. And she's like, would you please show this fine educator the hell out of my sight? (laughs) And Lily is helping Mia make a pros and cons list about why she should be a princess, why she shouldn't be a princess. I love this take because Anne Hathaway actually falls down. Oh, yeah, when they're on the 
tennis court or the bleachers on top of the building. Yeah, and like you can see it happen. You can see her foot slide off the edge of that bleacher and she goes down. <laughs> Number two, you always have to look just right. Number three. <laughs> Are you okay? Heather Matarazzo's totally serious. Are you okay? (laughs) The way she's (laughs) laughing. And the way Anne's just like, keep rolling. Number three, what was number three? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And guys, again, this is Lily being Lily. But she asks again if Mia will come on her cable show on Saturday night, right? Exactly. Like, now that the secret's out, she wants to have Mia on her cable show. And I just... ah, I don't, who would ever let her do that in the first place, by the way? She's not asking anybody. No. You she, know she's not gonna. She, like, who in the wide world would let her go on a cable access show run by a couple of high schoolers? Okay, now, also remember, Clarice is watching it later. Oh, I know. So, like. That's interesting. She must have thought it was kosher. We have a state dinner. At the Genovian Consulate, yeah, where is... Mia is expected to be in attendance. The fit. Oh, guys, this periwinkle dress is exquisite. As we transition to the Genovian Consulate for the state dinner. Yeah, this is not the ball. This is just like a little intimate dinner with dignitaries from all over the place. The Prime Minister of Genovia is there. Sebastian Motez. And his wife, Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> you know, Sheila. Just Sheila? Yeah. We went with Sheila? Uh, there's the Baron von Troken. Oh, God. Who is the evil fuck that the Genovian crown will go to if Mia doesn't, you know, hop on this train. A pair of Tim Burton silhouettes if I've ever seen them. You're not fucking kidding. <laughs> the Baroness is, like, so evil. You know what they are? What? You know exactly who they are? Who? They're the Everglots. Yeah, they do have big Everglot they, energy. They have Finnis and Maudlin Everglot. The fit that the queen is in. Oh, I know. Oh, God. Are you going to be okay? I'll be fine. I'm just ganging out over here. I love it. Her and Mia match. They do. They're both wearing like the same shade of blue. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. And guys, you guessed it. We've got some sight comedy coming up. (laughs) Gary, I love you. You know this doesn't go well. And, like, Mia's already struggling. Like, she's just trying to read her name card. Yeah. And she holds it too close to the candle. (laughs) Yeah. And she accidentally sets the man next to her on fire. His sleeve, his jacket sleeve. She just has to throw that water on it. That's another situation where it didn't go right. Like, it was supposed to go out when it went in the ice bucket, but it didn't. And so Anne Hathaway just picked up the nearest glass of water and threw it on him. Yeah. (laughs) And don't forget the iconic pear sorbet scene. Oh, yes, this little palate cleanser we have here. Yeah, because that's when you when you have a multi-course meal, you have to cleanse the palate. It is pear sorbet. Yes, it is. Because it's, it's green. It's bright green. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of interested. Oh, no, I bet it's delicious. She puts too big a bite of that sorbet in her mouth. It's like the size of a golf ball. I'm frozen. She didn't realize it was frozen. What should we do? Well, we should take that much, too. Just do the same thing. You are acting like monkeys. For a head of government <laughs> and his wife to do this to save face, they embarrass themselves. I like that they immediately are making themselves making themselves allies. Like solidarity, right? Of Mia, because without her, they have no government to control. 
Make it look normal. Make it look normal. Yeah. And they're all moaning like idiots. <laughs> and everyone is just blank faced staring at them. I know. And then the worst thing happens. They're having dessert, which I guess in Genovia is grapes and cheese. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, whatever. Mm. And like, Why wasn't the sorbet the dessert? I don't, I don't I, know. Mm. I don't have the answer. I don't know from these things. <laughs> and like, she drops a grape on the ground, and she goes after it. She sure does. Which she just should which not is have. The most American thing. <laughs> She's in a nice dress <laughs> on her hands and knees. And of course, her legs are in the aisle way where the service people need to walk. And that man next to her, the one she she set on fire? Yeah. He gets up and trips over her. Oh, I'm sopping. You would think that Clarice would just be dying inside. Yeah, no, she does put her face in her hand. But like, she, it kind of tickles her. No, it's because it's the guy next to her that she hasn't been able to like get to react to her all night. He hasn't been engaging with her. He thought what just happened was so funny <laughs> that in the gasped silence after it, that guy next to Clarice just starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> And she like slowly raises her face up and everyone else starts laughing around the table. And then Clarice just has to make it into a joke. Shall we adjourn to the Grand Hall for coffee? (laughs) Mia just crawling completely under the table. If anyone needs me, I'll be under here. Yeah. And guys, like that was tough. Clarice knows that was tough. She's had her share of embarrassing experiences. The next day, when Charlotte has given the queen a spritz bottle to make it look like she's taking care of the plants. <laughs> and they're just in the greenhouse chatting. And, like, Mia's dejected. She she's yeah. she hates how she embarrassed herself. And, like, that's when Clarice does the raddest thing. She's like, why don't we cancel lessons for today and play hooky? Your Majesty, Lady Jerome has just arrived, and I have the French consulate's assistant on hold. He wants to confirm tonight's dinner. Send my apologies, cancel everything for today. I'm being shown San Francisco by a true San Francisco. Tell Joseph I'll need the car. Yes, ma'am. Oh, wait, um, I wanna show you my baby. She means the car! The looks on their faces. (laughs) Especially on Julie Andrews. Oh my God, can you imagine the horror behind her eyes right now? Clarice is like, what? We have to deal with this now? (laughs) Are you shitting me? But yeah, they go and pick up the Mustang and Mia- Because she could just pay for it. Yeah. Clarice could just pay for it. And then Mia takes her out for a day on the town. She does not have her license. I know. And Clarice doesn't have a license <laughs> either. She hasn't driven in 45 years. <laughs> this is just so great. It's so fun because they just they go down to the pier. In San Francisco, I think in the Bay. Get some big fat corn dogs with a lot of mustard. That that sounds hella good right now. How much do you love watching Julie Andrews? Eat that corn dog. Eat that corn dog and arm wrestle that dirty arm wrestling machine. (laughs) Looks like Rupert's cousin from Liechtenstein. (laughs) Come on, you can do it, Grandma. Now I'm ready for you this time. Go, it's going, it's going, go, 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 go. You did, you did, you did, go! Oh, yeah! Oh, got it! Give me five. Five? Five. Oh. And she actually.
barely gets it. She uses both hands. Yeah, she cheats. She hella cheats. But like, She's Mary Poppins. Lay off. No, I love their little day out. This is where we're learning a little bit about her dad from Grandma. The thing is, Philippe wasn't first up either. No. His older brother, Pierre, was first up. But apparently, I guess you can just abdicate if you want to be in the church. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's a calling, right? Uh, well, you know, if we abdicate for anything else but the church, it's a constitutional crisis, right? Anyway. But then Philippe was next up and really wanted to do the job right. Your father realized that the love he could have for one person, or even two, could not make him forget the love he felt for his country and its people. It was the hardest thing he ever had to do. That's just kind of going to be the theme for the rest of this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are we going to rise to the occasion here, Mia? Exactly. Are we going to follow in our father's footsteps? I just, the way her father ends up being so relevant near the end of this movie, when he's had very little to do with her for most of her life, is strange for me. On the way back to the Genovian consulate, you know San Francisco, it's mostly hill. I was going to say, speaking of car accidents. Uh, Mia's brakes fail because they paid for that too quickly. (laughs) And she's going up one of those humongously steep hills and the brakes fail and she starts sliding backwards. I know this is the best way back to the consulate, but I hate this hill. When she's sliding down backwards, that meme that's paused on her On her terrified face. (laughs) You're screaming. It's perfect. That's how I feel most of the day. I haven't got it. Uh Uh-oh. Mia, Mia, break, break. Look out. Down here. 911, I need to report an accident. They go sliding backwards into an intersection and they hit one of those folksy little trolleys that pitter patters around San Francisco. When that nun to the side calls 911. <laughs> they put me on hold. Oh, for the love of God. Gary, I love you. That's a Gary moment. Oh, man. <laughs> and so, guys, it, there's no two ways about it. The cop is going to take Mia in. Because they, they, they can't take the queen. She has diplomatic immunity. And Mia was driving without a license. Yeah. And, guys, this is just, this is some real queen shit. Honestly. The way she begins to schmooze them with the royal razzle-dazz, like... Clarissa! She's telling them that she's going to give this this trolley driver and this cop this fake Genovian honor that she's just made up. This is very Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> because she's like the order of the um um and looks at a street sign that says Rose. As a matter of fact, I would like to bestow upon you the honor of the um, Genovian uh, order of the... Uh, Genovian Order of the Rose. Oh, oh, ooh. ooh. And then Mia. <laughs> oh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. She has them kneel. She takes the parking brake out of Anne's hand. Does anyone have a saber? <laughs> the way she looks at all of these San Franciscans and goes, does anyone have a saber? 
I have an umbrella. No, she doesn't have the umbrella. And then Mia, uh, I have an emergency brake, which looks more like a saber than an umbrella does. And then, guys, she basically knights them in the middle of that intersection. And the way this dumb cop just lets them both go. Well, he's a member of the Genovian Order of the Rose now. And so so. now destruction of property and driving without a license (laughs) is suddenly not a big deal. What in the name of the Lord? Hey, guys, my favorite thing about that scene is how the cops are going to give them a ride back to the consulate, right? And they're getting in the car, and Clarice is just waving. Goodbye, Goodbye, trolley people. (laughs) Goodbye. You were awesome. You are the coolest queen ever. All in a day's work. Mia's at school the next day, and she's kind of getting the celebrity treatment now, right? Yeah. There's literally little girls out front of her high school who want her autograph. I know. It's very dear. She's very sweet to them, too. Yeah, I know. Like, that's just so nice. And, of course, because she's now kind of a celebrity, this is where Josh finally becomes interested in her as a person. (sighs) I know. Guys, (laughs) beware the chads. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You to- you called him a Chad. He's a Chad. Like, just one of those He's guys. He's an early aughts Chad. His bleach blonde hair, his privilege, his smarminess. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Same energy. Like, when he opens his locker, he literally has an issue of Yachting Magazine in his locker. That's the most 1980s, cocaineous, date rapiest <laughs> shit. God. Oh, my God. Saturday night's the big beach party. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I think it'd be cool if we went together. See you on the waves. Okay. Bye. (laughs) He asks her to this beach party, this fancy beach party that the high school is throwing for uh, all the kids. At Baker Beach. Yeah, at At the Baker Beach. Beach party. But guys, it's Saturday. Remember? Yeah, I know, and she agrees. She she was supposed to go be on Lily's cable show. And go see Michael's band. Yeah, and go see Michael's band play. So she's forgotten about two things now. Oh my god. But because the hot boy in school came up and asked her out, she's gotta go, right? Why on earth did she go straight to Michael with this information? It's like it's like she did have to tell Michael that she wouldn't be at the band rehearsal, but she has no idea that he's interested in her. I guess. Why would he be? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yes, like he, my best friend's older brother yeah. or whatever. But like they're friends. I just, I don't know. He asked me to go to the Baker Beach party with him. That's the Saturday, right? Well, yeah. So I was thinking um, I could come by the garage next week and listen to your band play then. All right? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Well, I have to go, but thank you so much. Bye. Bye. The way... His face just completely drops. I know. When she blows him off. She might as well have just hit him. I I know. You know? You can actually see him die behind the eyes. Yeah. I do do feel bad for him. He's not entitled to her affection, but I do feel bad. When she's getting ready for the party with Helen. Oh, no. The explanation of the foot popping. Yes. This is great. She's talking about how she thinks she's going to get her first real kiss at this beach party. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And she wants her foot to pop. You know, like they do, like the old starlets in the old Hollywood movies. Dude, that's big me energy. Isn't it, though? Yeah, that's some kind of thing I was thinking about when I was that age. Like this deeply romanticized ideal of your first kiss, your first love, your first dance, that kind of garbage. 
Baker Beach party. <laughs> Shake it loose on the Nile. <laughs> These two radio personalities from San Francisco. I was going to say, I wonder if they're locals. I wonder if they're actual shock jocks. At the Baker Beach party. Lana, Anna, and Fontana. I have girl, not this. Please welcome Lana and the Lynettes. Lana, Anna, Anna and Fontana. Stupid Cupid, you're a real mean guy. I'm kind of vibing with this, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a little Beach Boys. Who does this originally? Do you know? I don't know. Is it? Oh, I feel like it's Etta. I don't know. Um, not Josh's little sailboat called the Josher. <laughs> yeah, Josh has this teeny little boat called the Josher. You pronounced penis wrong? <laughs> Just the tiniest little peen. That little Josher. Oh, gross. Hate it. Uh, Interspliced with the Baker Beach party, we've got uh, uh, Lily setting up for her cable access show with Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, you like Jeremiah. I do, because he's into magic, and he's a nice kid, and everyone should just leave him alone. And his Elmo red hair. I know. Or fuchsia, as you like to call it. Yes, he was before his time, in my opinion. He's but, queer. Ro- I mean, probably. Yeah. Ross, tell them what the cable show's called. Shut up and listen. <laughs> with Lily Moskovic. Absolutely it is. And later on in my show, I will be joined by our very own Princess Mia to discuss her positive opinion of the Save the Sea Otter movement. Until she arrives, I've asked Grove's magic master, Jeremiah Hart, to entertain us with some sleight of hand. Back at the beach, Mia and Josh are slow dancing. It's very romantic. She thinks she's going to get kissed. And then all of a sudden, there's news choppers overhead. Girl, not this. Oh, my God. Not California's newest princess. Hey, princess, give us a smile. They find me here. What? How did they find me here? Hey, wait, everybody, you're on TV. This is so weird. How did they know where she was? How did they find me here? Like, for real. Like, guys, she's a teenager. Yeah. Leave her alone. And her and Josh flee up the beach to this supply shack. And, like, I don't know what about being in a disgusting, hot supply shed. That the staff was probably fucking in just before. Ew. And now he wants to turn on the romance? (laughs) When he goes in to actually kiss her. And her foot tries to pop, but it's <laughs> caught on nets. I know. So it can't go up. And she, like, turns to the side. She's like, wait, that can't be the first one. My yeah. foot cannot be tangled in a net during my first kiss. And, like, <laughs> it is seemingly quiet outside. So they decide they're going to peek out. Yeah, and, like, every, it looks like everybody's gone. They're checking out the window. As they're getting ready to leave the shack, all of the reporters come up to the outside and as soon as they throw open that door the flash bulbs just start going off yeah it's awful Left the building. They ask Josh to kiss her. Oh, God! She reaches down, picks that chonky flip-flop off her foot, and begins to assault him with it. Yeah. I love it. And she's running away, and then, like, 
he's taken his 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, he's answering questions about who he is because he just kissed the princess. He doesn't care about her no. or what she's feeling. Of course not. And then Lana, Anna, and Fontana do the worst thing because Le- Mia doesn't have her clothes. Yeah. She's still wearing her suit. So she's going to get her clothes and those three twits come up to her with her clothes. Like, here, here, we've got your clothes. We're going to help you. And so Mia grabs her clothes, goes in the changing tent. <sighs> I know. I'm I'm about to become upset. I know. Lana goes and gets the reporters. And as they huddle around that changing tent, Lana pulls it down. Okay, now. Princess, <laughs> that was the scream oh, of Princess Mia. And there's Mia with nothing but a blanket around her. And they're taking her picture. It's kind of really not okay. It's really gross. She's 15 years old. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, I don't even care how old Harry was when they photographed him naked in Las Vegas. Like, that's just without his permission. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. So this is not good. Uh, No. No, not at all. And uh, the next morning... Mia is at the consulate getting a dressing down, and this is where she's honest with Clarice. She's like, I don't think I can do this. I really embarrassed the family, didn't I? Not to put too fine a point on it, yes, you did. I think you're making a wise decision to abstain from the job. I suppose uh, I won't come to the ball then. Well, of course you should come. You're still family. Just because you don't want to be our princess doesn't mean we're sending you into exile. I think Clarice is being a little mean about it. Of course she is. Like, she, she obviously she doesn't have all the information. This is important. But, like... This is very important if she's going to take it seriously. And, like, Mia is now... Like, her. they printed that picture in the paper. I know. That, that honestly, they should sue. They sh- And they. I believe they say something about it. For real. Yeah. Mia leaves. She's leaving all sheepishly. And that's where Joe comes in and stands up for Mia. And I'm like, yes, Joe! Yes, Joe! Stand up for that child! Thank you for looking out for her, Joe. Like, honestly, he's like, listen, you were... A little mean. (laughs) Why didn't she have enough common sense to deal with this? She's only 15. But today she acted beyond her years. She showed great respect and gracefully accepted your criticism. You're saying that as a queen, I was too harsh on her. I was critical of the person who could become the next ruler of my country. No, I'm saying as a grandmother, you might have been too harsh on your granddaughter. So Mia's on the outs with everybody at school. Everyone's making fun of her for getting her picture printed in the paper. Lily's not talking to her because she never showed up to the cable show. Oh, my God. When Clarice was actually watching the cable show when it signed off. Yeah. And she was like, oh, wow. She never showed up. She never showed up. And, like, Mia's going to apologize. We're on that basketball court again. And the apology's not going well because they're both mad at each other. Yeah. Because, again... Lily is making it all about her. Lily cannot even begin to comprehend what is going on in Mia's life right now. Yeah. Well, congratulations, you got your wish. I'm not gonna be a princess. You're not? No. But I want you to be. What? I didn't mean it, just the green monster of jealousy came out because you were Miss Popular and, and I thought I was losing my best friend so I got angry and upset and hurt. And I told you, I need an attitude adjustment. 
at least Lily knows what she needs. I know, right? <laughs> like, you remember being 15? Of course. You were no picnic either. You know what? <laughs> Neither were you. <laughs> Neither were you. But I love what Lily says to her. Like, you being a princess is kind of a miracle. Wanting to rock the world, but having zip power like me? Now that's a nightmare. But you, I mean, wow. I mean, okay, what is so wow? Wow is having the power to affect change, make people listen. How many teenagers have that power? What more of a miracle do you want? And Mia's like, okay, well, we're just gonna have to do something different because <laughs> I'm not up to this task. I know, and I don't blame her. I don't blame her. How she stayed in it this long, I'll never understand. And so to make up, make it up to Lily and to Michael for missing his show and her show, she's inviting them to the Independence Day Ball. Yeah, they're going to get to dress up pretty and all fancy and go watch her, you know, be princessly, I guess. Mm. But not princessly, because she's not going to take it. Okay, Russ, talk about Josh getting beaned in the balls. This is my favorite. Oh my God! Okay, we're in gym class again. <laughs> oh my God! We're do we're doing baseball, softball, whatever the fuck we're doing. And Mia's up to bat. Yeah. Mia's going up to hit the ball, and she hits it right into Josh. It's a very intense moment. Yeah, because leading up to it, Josh is picking on her from the outfield. Yeah. Hey Mia, would you rather hit a beach ball? Order me a pizza, huh? Pepperoni. And she knocks it into his middle, and he doubles over. Oh, it's the greatest. She makes it all the way around. Home run! Home run, baby. Home run, Mia! Home run, Mia! Stop. <laughs> Josh is not the only one who gets his just desserts, but um... Shut up! Oh, my God! Leave! You're making me mad now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because, guys, Grove High School kids just have an ice cream cart in the middle of their courtyard. Fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Mia's got herself an ice cream cone. She's having an okay day. And she's just trying to enjoy her break with Jeremiah and Lily. And Lana and her idiot friends are sitting at a table nearby making fun of her again. Oh, it's Jeremiah and Mia. Maya oh, and, and Mia. Mia. Ugh. And this is Mia decides she's had it. Iconic. <laughs> Lana gets up from the table and Mia gets up at the same time and goes up to her with that ice cream cone and goes, That is such a cute cheerleading outfit. It's so clean cut. <laughs> I just, I bet it goes with anything. Of course it does. <laughs> Mia shoves that ice cream cone <laughs> all in her cleavage. And down in her boobs. Oh my god, it stains. Spreads it all over her chest. Her nice, clean <laughs> cheerleading uniform. The way Lana is screaming. <laughs> Mia, you're such a freak. Yeah, yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. Lana got cone. Lana got cone. Lana got cone. Lana got cone. Toodles. And then Lana turns to Gupta, who is witness to the whole thing. <laughs> Mrs. Gupta, did you see what she did to me? Oh, no, honey, I'm sorry. I was in a very important meeting. Send it out for Dracula. The vice principal's been new about you, Lana. Sandra O oh doesn't like you. 
As one of the parting gifts to Mia for her 16th birthday, Clarice gives her a diary that her father always meant for her to have. Is, is, is this it? Yeah, this, this is... is this is... This is the diary? Yeah, this is the princess diary. Of the princess diaries? Yeah. Oh my god. It's very cute. And like Clarice tries one more time to get her to rise to the occasion of being princess. And once again, Mia turns her down like, no, thanks. I'd rather just stay a nervous, gawky teenager if it's all the same to you. I love that line. You are an extraordinary person, Grandma. But I don't think I meant to do this. I, I would be so afraid that I would disappoint the people of Genovia and I couldn't bear to disappoint you again. Well, as I said, I have faith in you. Aww. And their big hug. Yeah! And guys, this is where Mia learns some disturbing news. If she's not going to take the princess ship, she has to say so in front of the press. Yeah. Grandma can't do it for her. She has to renounce her title in front of the press. She has to make a speech. Remember Mia? She loves making speeches. (laughs) She does not. Absolutely enthralled with them. And so the moment she realizes she has to do this, we're making a plan to run away. Oh my God. She's going to take the cat and a few precious belongings and just dip at the age of 15. To go to Colorado. (laughs) And she goes to put that diary in her bag and this envelope falls out onto the floor. Not a letter to Mia on her 16th birthday. From her deceased father. This is where we get the aubergineois. This is Rene Aubergineois. (laughs) Yes, as Philippe in voiceover, because she's reading the letter. It is a custom in my family to pass on a piece of wisdom when one reaches this age. I pass it on to you as my father passed it on to me. Amelia, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. Again, this is just kind of weird for me here at the end, this punch hitting like this, like... It's almost like her dad knew. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, listen... I know you're probably freaked out by everything. Like, he didn't know he was going to die when he wrote that. Yeah. Like, so that's really creepy that he, in so many ways, kind of predicted this. The brave may not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. From now on, you'll be traveling the road between who you think you are and who you can be. The key is to allow yourself to make the journey. (laughs) And so with that, We're inspired to not chicken out. That happened awful fast. It sure did. This is a Disney movie and we're almost out of time. Yeah, we're almost out of time. (laughs) In this moment, though, a thunderstorm is starting. And, like, she, she's out of ways to get to the ball. She has to take the Mustang. And still can't drive it right. Still can't drive it right. And the, 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 the top won't go up, so she has to <laughs> drive it in the pouring rain. Oh, man, that all that gorgeous interior is getting soaked. Uh, the Independence Day ball is getting underway at the Genovian consulate. Prime Minister Motez, the Queen, everybody. They're waiting for Mia to arrive. You know... Helen arrives yeah, before Mia does because Mia deceived Helen so that she wouldn't stop her from running away. And therefore, Joe was told not to come to get her either. <laughs> Should you be going to get Princess Mia? Well, Mia told Clarice that her mother would be bringing her. Helen just arrived and said Mia was waiting for you. She's going to run. 
And that's when Joe figures it out. He's like, She's going to run. Yeah. He's like, I gotta go get her. And guys, you guessed it. This car stalls in the middle of the intersection. Oh my God. I think it's the same intersection, except now it's in the middle of the night and it's pouring rain. And then poor Mia. Is this punishment for driving without a licensed driver in the front seat? <laughs> I am invisible. And I'm wet. The way she just slumps over into the passenger seat. She starts singing that choir song from earlier. <laughs> I should falling star and put it in here. It's so bleak. I know. And then the fucking, I, well, I don't know what theme that is. This Rough Riders theme or the whatever. Rough Riders, you mean like the r- Calvary? The Calvary song? Or whatever it is. But it's a limo? Gary, I love you. Here comes Joe. You wouldn't happen to be running away, would you? What? Just like this? No, I'm going to a ball. Good. Mia shows up to this ball in jeans, a hoodie, soaked to the bone. Oh, yeah. And Clarice is getting up because she's just going to have to make the announcement anyway. Yeah, she didn't think she was going to show up. And then in front of everybody, she sees that (laughs) Mia's standing there dripping. And she pulls Mia out onto the podium. And Mia's just like, hi, guys. Yeah, it's me. (laughs) Here it is, what you were all waiting for. And here's the thing, like, you'd think that she'd get nervous all over again or throw up on everybody, but, like, she just kind of starts letting it come out naturally. Yeah. It's really nice. It's character development. Yeah. See, if I were princess of Genovia, then my thoughts and the thoughts of people smarter than me would be much better heard and just maybe... Those thoughts could be turned into actions. What a developed thought for a 15-year-old. Also, I did say this movie made me gay, but, like, did this movie make me a humanist? I mean, I think so. I mean, like, she's so right, and I totally identify, and I did watch this a thousand times as a kid. Yeah. (laughs) If I just cared a little bit more about the other people out there, you know. It shouldn't be a radical thought, really. It really shouldn't. it's a good example, right? Yeah. For little, like, little kids, like, I was going to say little girls, but young men and women it's, in the 80s. It's like, she's like, I spend all my time worrying about what I look like or who I am to everybody else. Yeah. When really, that's not what I want to use my time for. That's not how I want to spend the rest of my life. And you know what? I'm actually kind of embarrassed about the way this line makes me get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. So this morning when I woke up, I was Mia Thermopolis. But now, I choose to be forevermore Amelia Mionette Thermopolis Rinaldi, Princess of Genovia. They put the crown on her? And then, like, Clarice covering her nose with her hands? Like, honestly, when they put that crown on her, like, I'm crying a little bit. And she looks ridiculous. She does. She looks silly. Drowned like a rat in a tiara and a shawl. And, 
like, I just, guys, I wish I'd had that kind of resolve when I was her age. <laughs> like, this is so much to take on. This is fantastic news. <laughs> so now we're going to have a ball. Oh, I know. Carrie. Uh-huh. Carrie. Are, you want to talk about the dress? Carrie. <laughs> let's talk about two things, first of all. Okay. Let's start with the queen. Oh, okay. Because we haven't talked about the queen yet. Oh, you want to talk about the queen's dress? The queen's dress the peach it's literally the same color as her hair yeah and like she's just and her skin tone is similar too and like it doesn't wash her out at all but like she's still got these magnif this magnificent set of white pearls on oh my god oh i am simping for this imperialism the jewelry her jewelry it consists of five hundred thousand dollars worth of diamonds Harry Winston? Yes, from the Harry Winston collection. Talk to me, Harry Winston. Tell me all about it. <laughs> and, like, she's just fab. Oh, I know. Oh, but then. Oh, yeah. Oh, but then. This iconic look on Anne Hathaway. This white dress with these sequins interspersed. It's not heavy sequins. It's not heavy jewels. Mia's dress has pear plants on it. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah that's absolutely what it is. It's pear plants. And she's got her hair done up in that magnificent bun mm -hmm. with the with the with the ring of diamonds around it. Like, oh, it's amazing. She looks mick gorgeous. And then the waltz starts and she's looking around for her dance partner. Oh, yeah, because the Prime Minister and the Queen open the ball. And then like she, Mia's looking around and guys, the crowds part. And, and it's Michael! He looks so cute, too! Where did he get that fit so quick? I don't know, man, but he knows what to do with his hair. Pa Paolo. He found Paolo. <laughs> Maybe he did find Paolo. <laughs> um, and they start dancing, and then eventually, some Michael and me apart from the rest of the ball. Uh-huh. And we go out into the garden, which Charlotte has spent months trying to get right for the queen. Oh, yeah, that's been like a like an E-plot throughout this movie, is Charlotte trying to get the garden right. Remember when the queen went, and the garden looks beautiful, Charlotte. Remember how Charlotte went to her knees? Oh, I know. <laughs> the way her eyes lit up. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> anyway, but no, we're in the garden. It's not lit up right now. No, and Michael just looks at her and goes, Why me? Because you saw me when I was invisible. And just because I'm royal doesn't mean I'm any different. I mean, come on, I'm really the same person. And yes, I will have to live in Genovia a little bit, but I'm still going to go to school. And... and then he just kisses her to shut her up. I know. Her foot pops, guys. The music with the swelling and the foot with the popping. actually pops the switch on the garden lights <laughs> and everything lights up real pretty. It's a great moment. Oh my god, the waterworks and the fountains start going. And then they part and then they lead in for another kiss and oh, we get the bop! love this song. I know! It's a good one. <laughs> I used to dance around to this and my dad would stare at me and like, why? <laughs> 
my five, six, seven-year-old ass rocking out to this one Myra tune that anyone can name. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And when they're all, I love it when they're all dancing around. I love that the the orchestra is supposedly playing it. I know. And then, <laughs> for whatever reason, they start doing the robot. Yeah. I and know. everyone bows down to them while they're doing the robot. It's great. And I love it. We go out on a journal entry. It's... Our first diary entry. <laughs> the princess diaries. Just play it for me. Dear diary, today is my first official day as princess of Genovia. We'll end in a few hours, and I'll meet the Parliament and the people before beginning my royal duties. Mom is, of course, moving to Genovia with me, and we'll continue painting without the balloons. Lily and Michael are planning to spend their summer vacation at our, can you believe it, palace. I love when we transition onto the plane, and Fat Louie has his own little pillow to lay on. Oh, I love Fat Louie. He's got his cute little crown on. (laughs) He's already used to this. And, like, guys, you know what? I get sad sometimes thinking about the fact that that cat is definitely not alive anymore. I know. I love that cat. I love that. But Anne Hathaway's cat's actual name is Fat Louie. Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? (laughs) Princess, look out the window. And welcome to Genovia. a dinky little castle if you ask me i like the palace from the second movie but like and yeah they're different palaces that's what i don't understand yeah, maybe that's the summer palace Who oh knows? maybe that's where they retreat to well you know the queen has balmoral yeah, in scotland i forget about that you know and then you know guys roll credits Aww, yay. oh yay! oh my goodness oh that's that movie is so healing what is this story supposed to mean to us other than it's just a rad movie i mean it is a rad movie i mean i just i don't know as a as a as someone who was socialized as a girl yeah yeah and like yeah, i feel like this means more to you the whole the whole concept of like you know every little girl wishes they were a princess right mm-hmm. sometimes little boys and babies as well but then what comes with it. Yeah, there's all this responsibility that you just don't think about when you think about having a quote really cool job like that. Yeah. And here's this here's this gawky, adorable teenager who just wants to exist. Yeah. And all of a sudden Mary Poppins is your grandma and by the way, do you want to rule her country? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yes, it is deeply unrealistic. Yes, of course. The, the narrative journey she goes on but it's still a good one. Yeah. Like, the way she goes from having no confidence at all to just... You're gonna rule Genovia one day. Yeah, like, that is just insanity to me. And just, I, every time I'm feeling a little blue, this is one of those things I put on just to exactly. cheer myself up, you she, know? Oh, to think that you just want to stay invisible, but your face is gonna be on money one day. <laughs> your face is on the tea towel now, love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gary, thank you for just a wonderful film. Gary does the most unlikely projects, and they just become the best successes. You know what I mean? Gary. Gary, R.I.P. We love you. Also, Penny was in the ball scene. Yeah, I know. We just couldn't pick her out. Yeah, we couldn't pick her out. We look for her. (laughs) Guys, we will always cherish this film. I I mean, I can't wait to share it with the next generation. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, Uh, This movie is old enough to drink. (laughs) Officially, this year. I hate learning that kind of crap. 
crap. It came out July 29th. It's about to turn 21. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? Oh, man. Just like, that's just one of those movies that's part of my girlhood. I know. It's in. Same. It's Same. In- <laughs> it's part of my girlhood, too. 100%. guys it's time for me to go home <laughs> it is 12 23 a.m and i've got to go home i know i know <laughs> before you get out of here though why don't you tell the ladies and ladies at home what they have to look forward to next week guys next week we are continuing with this little theme of early aughts loves and uh guys this is another one of my faves <laughs> i love this movie the also 2001 american comedy max keeble's big move Guys, I haven't seen this, I think, in decades. I love Nickelodeon. <laughs> it's actually Disney, but you Is know it what? really? It's got Nickelodeon people in it, so. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that. It's gonna be amazing! Look out for that next week, guys. In the meantime, please go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little summer watch party. Make sure you go check us out on Patreon. Become a little onion contributor at the $5 level. You'll be so glad you did. You get access to all of our long-form content, bonuses, outtakes, do television coverage become a little onion at the five you'll be so glad you did more quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming until then i'm carrie i'm ross and as always sorry mom, mom.